If you're feeling God call you to pivot life as you know it by leaving your career plans to start an online business and you're terrified of how you'd ever actually pull that off, then you're a mama with a calling and this is the podcast for you. Here's where we'll talk about everything from choosing the right business and running it as a mom to biblical inspiration and motivation to conquer your fears. Because even though it's causing you some anxiety, you're also excited because you know God's calling you to it. And that means you're headed to a life with more joy, fulfillment, and purpose like you've always wanted. Hi, I'm Alexia Carrillo, fellow Mama with the Calling, and I'm passionate about helping other moms like you step into their calling and not stay stuck in their career for fear of going against the grain. I believe it's okay to pivot and follow God's calling on your life without the guilt or shame for not doing what the world says you should do. This is the Mama with the Calling podcast where we'll figure out how you can actually make this wild calling on your life become a reality. Let's grab some coffee and dive in. Hey guys, welcome back to the Mama with the Calling podcast. I'm so glad that you're here. Today I want to talk about stress right? I think it's like almost a badge of honor or some kind of rite of passage that if you're a mom, you're stressed. I think it's really funny how we say, I help busy moms. And I'm like, what mom is not, is not busy. So it seems like being a mom or being an entrepreneur, those often are deemed as being really stressful. There's a lot going on. And as you can imagine, when you combine the two, you're a mom and you're an entrepreneur and a wife and a homemaker and all the things, it can feel like there is so much going on. And I know I'm preaching to the choir here. Like, I know you know exactly what I'm talking about. It can feel overwhelming, like it's just too much. And if we're not careful, it can even have us doubting why we're doing this in the first place. And this is a part of my whole mission here, right, is that I feel like God has called me to help you guys not quit. I don't want you to give up. God doesn't want you to give up. You have a mission. You have a thing you've been called to do, and it is not going to be easy, but it can be a little bit easier. It doesn't have to be as hard as maybe it is right now. And it's not your fault. It's just that we have these tendencies in our society, especially here in the U.S., to remain busy and stressed. And we're almost taught to admire these qualities from our careers and our jobs, that if you're busy, it's you're so important. I remember in grad school, my PI would ask us, well, not she wouldn't ask us, she would say, I'll see you guys on Saturday, I have to come in and do some things. And it was such a pride, like she was so proud that she got to come in on Saturday. And I remember my first time in the lab in the summer between junior and senior year of college, I was at the Mayo Clinic, doing research that summer. And I remember I had so much, so many experiments to do that I had to stay late. And somebody walks by the lab, another professor, and he goes, oh, somebody's staying late. And I was like, so proud. Yes, yes, that's me. I'm working hard. I'm staying late. Looking back, it's kind of funny because the experiment I was doing was not that hard. But what did I know? I was a college student. So, but in my mind, busy equals honorable equals, that means I really care about this. And this is a problem. One, because God doesn't ask us to just be so busy that we're so stressed. He wants us to be diligent and work on our task. But he also calls us to rest and to lean on him and to cast our burdens on him. We don't need to be rushing around all the time, right? And when we bring this busyness, this stress into 
our journey as an entrepreneur and we bring that with us when we start working from home, that's a problem because it is so disheartening when you transition to finally being home with your kids, but you're always stressed. You're always impatient. You're always snapping. You're always on edge. It is not this happy, peaceful time that you'd imagined. Now, I'm not saying it's going to be cupcakes and rainbows, but there's a reason you're called to be home with your kids and it is supposed to bring more joy. And if it's not, if you're finding yourself so stressed and, and worn thin, then something's off. And I can say this because it was 100% me. I feel like I was super, super stressed when I was working my full-time job and I had a baby and I was doing a side hustle. I felt like I had to make it work. I had to make enough money. I had to do this so that I could be home so that I could be with my son. It was just like, I don't have time for anybody or anything because I'm on a mission, like get out of my way. But I was not spending that much time with my husband. I would, when he would get home, well, actually, I mean, we we both worked our full-time jobs. So we would get home, we spend a little bit of time together and I'm like, great, can you watch our son while I'll do work? And it was like this constant me just chipping away at our time, me trying to figure out, ways that I could somehow watch a baby and do this business that I wanted to grow so badly. And it did not feel good at all. And I think in a in an interesting way, that's kind of what drove me to want to be home. Because I knew that I wanted to be an entrepreneur and work for myself. And I knew I didn't like this feeling of having to juggle it all. So I could just eliminate that full time job, maybe it would be great, right? Then I would just be able to be with my son and work this business, and it'll all equal out. That is not what happened. It was extremely stressful transitioning to working from home. And honestly, I was extremely confused by that because I legitimately thought the act of quitting my job was going to just open up so much happiness, reduce all the stress, and life would just be amazing. And this is why I wanted to record this episode because I know a lot of you have either you know, you're either in the position where you're still working your job and you're thinking about leaving. And I want to prepare you so that you don't transition and it kind of go to crap, basically. Or you've already transitioned and you're questioning like, what did I do? What have I done? Was this a mistake? This is so hard. And like I said, this was me. So I spent the past three years trying to figure out how to be less stressed. So I could enjoy my business. I knew that my business was important to me. I knew it was something that was really strong in my heart. And if you've heard my, you know, early episodes, you'll hear that at the time when I started working from home, I I wasn't thinking about doing anything for God or what God wanted me to do. That's not where I was mentally. I wish that I was. I wish that I was, but I wasn't at that time in my life. And um, so I just all I knew was that the business was really important to me. I wanted to be an entrepreneur. And it's funny looking back that God knew this whole journey was going to bring me right here. So he can still use, you know, things that aren't for him. They can still lead you right back. And then I wasn't enjoying, you know, my son. I wasn't able to enjoy time with him. At least I didn't feel like I could enjoy time with him because I was so stressed all the time. And my life as an entrepreneur, like life in general, you know, I was able to go on a walk with my son at any time of day if I wanted. I could go visit family if I wanted. I could do all these things except I was still just as stressed as I was before, if not more stressed. So it was a huge focus for me to try to figure it out. And the other day I was reflecting with a friend and I realized that 
I'm not really that stressed anymore. It's a huge contrast from when I worked my job for sure. But definitely the first few years of working from home, I just don't feel that stressed. And I was like, you know, I wonder if I could sum it up and kind of why, why do I not feel like I'm stressed all the time? And since I know that so many of you are in this position, either prepping to quit your job or you've already made that leap and it feels like you're barely holding your head above water, I'm here to help. I'm here to get you to a place where you can be less stressed. It will not happen overnight, but I want to give you these, these tips, these things that I worked on so that you can start working on them bit by bit by bit and really make a transition in your life. So when I really look at it from this big picture perspective, I realized that it wasn't just like one or two things. It's not like I learned to be super productive and everything just fell into place. I know a lot of times we think that's all it needs to be is more product productivity, do more things. Um, you know, it's, it's ironic that we think that because it's doing so many things that really gets us stressed, right? And we don't stop and pause and think about why is this so stressful? Do I need to be doing this? Is there a different way? Or that I simply gained patience somehow. I am not super patient. I pray for that all the time for the Holy Spirit to, to show that through me because I am not naturally patient. I'm sort of a go, go, go kind of a person. And it actually, when I look at it all, it was a whole combination of things. So I have about eight things that I want to cover. I want to try to cover them, you know, so that they can help you, but not take forever. So the first big one was mindset. Mindset is huge. And I know that's kind of an overly used word, but well, for me, when I first started like looking into entrepreneurship and stuff, I didn't understand what mindset meant. That was one of the most exciting things for me about being an entrepreneur is I was like, what? I can control, like my thoughts don't have to control me. You know, my feelings don't have to toss me around. I can literally change how I feel in this moment, if I'm feeling stressed, I can just look at a thought and switch it. And now everything changes. It was just the most mind blowing thing to me. And I came into being an entrepreneur with so much doubt and imposter syndrome and fear and all of that. And the mindset work had to happen because it's hard to function without stress. When you're scared of everything, if you're scared that you won't make money and then you're scared that you will make money and then you're doubting that you can do it, but at the same time, you're doing it and it just feels like it's chaotic and it's like this inner mental battle and you have to figure out how to settle that, how to understand how the mind works, how your thoughts work, how thoughts lead to feelings and feelings lead to actions that lead to that lead to a specific result that lead to the outcome that you're wanting or don't want. Right. And it doesn't have to be that, you know, you're just doomed to fail. There's actually a way to understand this. And sometimes you might actually have to, maybe you can't just change the thought. You might have to go deeper and do therapy. I know I've done that. I loved that because digging into things from the past can really help you let go of that, make sense of it, have peace around it and be able to move forward. Um, I use the app BetterHelp and that was amazing. I'll put the link for that below because it's really, really affordable. And I would highly encourage it. The, the therapist says was amazing. You can pick Christian or not or whatever you're interested in. And um, yeah, it was just seriously amazing. You can meet on Zoom or you can like call, but it was great. 
Okay, that was a tangent, but it's hard to function when you're in that state of mind. So doing whatever it takes to really just settle your mind. And that actually leads into the second one, which is I got back into the Bible and started really leaning on God's word and his truths about who I was, that he could provide for me, that he would provide for me, and that I didn't have to do it all on my own. I wasn't alone, just like you're not alone. And it was through reading the Bible that I realized all the things that I was worried about was because I didn't see me or my life the way that God did. So when you think that you're so scared about the money coming in, it's because you're not trusting that God is going to provide. You're not believing that. You don't You don't really believe that because if you believe that for real, you might have doubt and you bring that to God over and over again, but so much fear that you are trying to control it and you're trying to make sure you make the money. And it's this, it's a fear that's different than just saying, all right, God's given me this idea. I'm going to work diligently. I'm going to keep praying and asking for money. And I know he's going to provide and I'm just going to keep showing up, but not stepping into the fear place or like imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome means that you don't think you're cut out for this. Well, just like I talked about in the last episode or in two episodes ago, I talked about not like owning up to being a part of the body of Christ, that you are designed for some things. So if you didn't listen to that episode, go back and listen to that. And it's important because if, if you believe that and you believe that God is calling you, imposter syndrome has no place. And these are just attacks from the enemy anyway. Anything coming at your mind like that, that's the enemy trying to whittle you down because he does not want you to do what God wants you to do. He wants you to turn the other way, right? The enemy wants you to back it up. He wants you to go back and get your job. He wants you to stay scared in your nine to five because he doesn't want you to think that you can do this. Because if you do this, it could change your family. If you do this, it could change anybody's life that you impact in this business, the kingdom of God is going to be empowered by you following what God's asked you to do. Your financial freedom, all of it is all going to have a ripple effect because you are a child of God and you're going to do good with that money. The enemy does not want you to go there. So you have to really work on the mindset. And that means reading the Bible, seeing what God says about you, seeing and, and knowing his truths. And actually I'm putting together a, and you guys let me know if you're interested in this because I, I've had it on my heart, which is to put together like a devotional, like a handbook almost of all of the things that come up when you're an entrepreneur and giving you the scriptures so that you can see those things. I actually have a freebie that is, um, it's a great start to that. It's seven verses that really help you tackle anything you might be worried about in your business. And it's just seven verses and then a, a quick like journal prompt to journal that out and like really sit with that. And that's a great way, a great way to start attacking the mindset stuff with the Bible and with those biblical truths. I'll put the link for that below, but um, it's mamawithacalling.com slash Bible affirmations, because I think they are affirmations. You can affirm yourself in knowing what God says about you. And that is really, really powerful. All right. So the first one, mindset work. The second one, reading your Bible and knowing those truths. The third one goes along with those too, which is developing a daily practice of journaling, praying, and quiet time with God. So before the fall of 2019, which is when I I'll just remember that forever. That's when God called me back and I had this new awakening in my life. Um, I had, I was not praying. I was not sitting with God. I was not journaling. I was not, well, I was journaling, but I wasn't journaling the way I do now. 
And I wasn't reading the Bible. I wasn't doing any of that. And when God called me back and I was like, I'm here, I'm here for this. God, I'm, I'm here to do what you need me to do. This was probably the biggest thing that helped me was doing this journaling, praying and quiet time. So I would wake up about an hour or two before everyone else in the house and I would just sit to be with God. And at first it was only like 30 minutes before everybody else. Like I wanted the discipline of doing it, but I didn't know how. And at first I didn't even know how to read the Bible really. I had to go find my Bible and dig it out of a box. Like I said, I hadn't been in church in like years and years and years, but God called me back and I dug my Bible out and I remember trying to read it like a, like a regular storybook. And I think a lot of people do that and it's, you shouldn't feel bad about that or any shame. I just didn't know how I was trying just like you're probably trying. If this is you, you're just attempting, but it, it just, it's not very exciting if you're reading it that way. And it feels like a bunch of gibberish sometimes. And it wasn't until a friend of mine told me to read the Bible, to see what it told me about God. And to see what it had to say about who he is, his character, what he's like, and what he wants to say to me. And when I did that, everything changed. It was wild because I started looking at every verse and I'm like, what does that say about God? What does it say about who he is? And I got so excited about waking up every morning because I just wanted to see what else God was going to show me. It was just so exciting, just a whole new way of seeing everything. And then I also was journaling. So I've journaled for years and years and years, but... I started journaling in a little bit of a different way, which is that I would basically what I call prayer write, and I would brain dump every single thing that was on my mind, the the pains, the confusion, the worry, the doubt, anything like that. I would just write it out as though I were praying to God. And I, I mean, I was, I was just writing it out. And it helped me so much because it helped me focus on one thought at a time and really sit with it because I am all over the place. And being able to focus on that one thought at a time, just let me sit with it. And I could hear that, that still small voice, because if I'm talking, if I'm trying to pray out loud, I'm all over the place. I'm like thinking and talking and it, it's just all over. So it makes it harder for me to hear from God if I'm talking out loud. So I journaled and it was just like God would just speak to me in those moments. And those three were huge in getting me to a place where I wasn't as stressed or overwhelmed. Because if I was stressed and overwhelmed, I couldn't really do anything else in my life. So once I figured out how to get calm mentally, you know, working on my mindset, understanding God's truth, spending time with him, those would ground me and they ground me to this day. I do all three of those all the time. That's what I do. And now that and then once I wasn't in my head as much, I could start to really look around at the other areas in my life and say, what is stopping me from from enjoying this situation? What's what's at play here? So the ones that came up for me were meal planning. So I had no idea that meal planning was a thing. And I would spend a lot of time trying to figure out what in the world I was going to make for dinner, what in the world I need to buy from the grocery store, wasting money on that while I was trying to budget our finances because I was a stay-at-home mom. It just became kind of a very stressful and time consuming thing when I would just try to sit down with Pinterest or something and like buy groceries. I was buying things that were unnecessary or I'd buy too much of one thing and not of another. It was just a mess. So I started to meal plan and what meal planning will do for you. And it doesn't have to be super complicated. What meal planning did for me and what it'll do for you is it allowed me to be quick about the decision and not get stuck in the decision making get the groceries ordered quickly, and then not spend as much time in the kitchen. 
All of those things are little things. They might feel little, but they're big because they're going to give you more time to work on your business or more time to relax and be with your kids or more time to sit with God, whatever fits in there for you. But meal planning didn't feel like it was important and it was. So I just do a super simple version and I just have like 10 recipes that I, and I got this from a course. I'll I'll share it with you in a second, but I just have like 10 to 15 recipes of things that I know my family loves. And what I'll do is I'll look at the sales paper and I'm like, okay, what meats are on sale or whatever. And then I'll, I'll pick the recipes that go with that, create the, the list. And then I move on my way. And I also look at my weekly calendar and I'm like, are there any soccer games? Are there any appointments? Are there any, do I have coaching calls? Like, what do we have going on? And then I organize the dinners around that. I'm like this day, for instance, like this day, we're super busy. Well, I don't want to be making a meal that requires me to stand in the kitchen for two hours if we're really busy. That day might require an instant pot meal or a soup or something easy and quick. So I hope that makes sense. The next one that was a huge stressor for me was cleaning, cleaning the house. I felt like I was constantly turning around and running into messes. And this is, I, I, you know, after a lot of thought, I realized that this is a reflection of before when you have a nine to five, you're not really in your home that much, right? The kids aren't at the home. You're not at the home. Nobody's at the home 40, 50 hours a week. Well, suddenly you're in it and your kids are in it and it gets messy fast. And it just became really apparent to me that I had no cleaning routine. I didn't know anything about that. And so I stressed out about it for a very long time until I got, um, actually this was last year, I got Rosemary Groner from The Busy Budgeter. She has a course and I'll put a link for this in the show notes. She has a course called Hot Mess to Home Success. And actually my video is on the sales page for that and in the emails because I seriously am like a walking commercial because it changed everything for me. Through her program, I learned how to declutter my house because I didn't understand that de- that clutter was actually causing me to not be able to clean as well. And actually another resource for this is Lauren from This Simplified Home. I talked to her a few episodes ago and she talks about how decluttering can actually lead to more productivity. And it's totally true. When I started decluttering things, it made it, first of all, the mental clutter was less because there's not stuff everywhere. Then it just becomes easier to clean. And on top of that, in Hot Mess to Home Success, she teaches, she taught me how to have a cleaning routine, how to create the habit, all of that. So I highly recommend something like that if you don't have a cleaning routine, but you don't need to buy a course. I mean, if you can figure it out on your own, there's lots of resources on Pinterest and things, but figuring out a cleaning routine and creating these habits as a part of your life. And I think that we have to remember that when we come from working full time to working in the home full time, it it becomes a new job. Taking care of the home is a big job that we just didn't know before because we didn't have to do it to this level. But when you're in the home all the time, suddenly it changes, right? So having a cleaning routine, um, saying on certain days you're going to clean certain things or just having a routine about your life, that is going to help with stress. I promise you, I promise. Nobody likes to clean. I shouldn't say nobody. Some people love to clean, but you know, If you don't like to clean, it's okay, but you like to live in a clean home. And so chaos around you is going to feel chaotic for your, for your mind. Okay. Number six is time blocking. So one of the things that is huge as an entrepreneur, and a lot of you know, this is that you will, um, if you're not careful, 
you will kind of the day will slip away, right? You'll either spend all day doing home stuff or all day doing family stuff and no time doing your business. Or you're going to spend tons of time trying to crank out your business and neglect the home and neglect your kids, not on purpose, not neglectful, like being mean to them, but neglecting in the sense that you're going to constantly be pushing them away. And I say this from experience, because I tried to do that. When I first came home, I tried to continue working 40 hours a week, but at home with a two year old, I don't know what I thought was that how that was going to go, but it, it did not work. And I, for some reason, I legitimately thought it was going to. So I tried to work all day while giving my son like random things to do. I would put him in front of the TV or I would take him outside or I would give him Play-Doh or I, and I kept doing that, trying to work and work and work. And it, that was a bad idea. That was bad, bad, bad. Because when I'm trying to work and he's, I mean, he's five now, but you know, if you don't work well, getting interrupted all the time, working with your kids standing there is is just going to make you stressed. It's going to, it's going to feel chaotic. And then you don't want that relationship with your kids to be strained just because you're trying to work. So what I learned was time blocking. So I would give specific times dedicated to specific things. So on Sundays, I don't, I do nothing but church and God time and family. That's it. And then on other days, when my son goes to daycare, I will focus on work. And then when he's here on other days, maybe I focus on time, you know, nature walk with him or a play date with him or whatever. And then every day, even if he's here, there's a a chunk of time that is dedicated to him doing independent play and me working. But I'm not trying to work any other time of the day. I learned that I needed to pour into him to give him what he needs as my son, you know, And that interaction so that then later in the day, I was able to actually work. So there are lots of resources for this online, um, different places, but time blocking was huge. And then here's the key too. okay, one is sticking to the time blocking. And two is when you're in each block, being really mindful of the block you're in. So when you're with your kids, you're not worried about your business because you know you have a block for that later. When you're working on your business, no mom guilt is allowed because you already spent time with them. You're not worried about the house because you know you have a cleaning block. You see how that all comes together? Um, and this might sound like a whole lot of things as I'm saying it. I feel like it is. But I mean, it is. It is a lot of things. That's why I'm doing this episode because I want you to hear all of these things that I can, if you guys are interested, let me know on Instagram, I can do a whole episode on each one of these topics. And maybe I will anyway, but I'd like to hear from you guys on this. Because if you're interested in learning more about each one, I can have people on the podcast, or I can dive into it more of what I've learned. I'm definitely not an expert, but I've come a million miles from where I was. (laughs) Um, But I want you to see all these parts because I want you to know the reality of how hard it is to be a work at home mom, not to discourage you, but to empower you so that you can prepare so that you can get things together so that you can make it work so that you don't give up and you don't quit and you do the thing that God's asking you to do. Okay, so mindset stuff, meal planning, cleaning, time blocking. The last two um, are pretty easy. Number seven was business friends and accountability. So I pretty early on found friends that I could talk to that were doing the same kind of business that I was doing other blogger friends, other friends who understood that I was pursuing something God had asked me to do that. Yes, I left my career, but I wanted to be with my son and have this purpose. And they encouraged me along the way and just motivated me. If you're the only one that you know, doing something different for God, 
it can feel really lonely and loneliness can cause a lot of stress. This reminds me of Elijah when Jezebel was after him. And this is in first Kings 19, nine through 11. He says, suddenly the word of the Lord came to him and he said, what are you doing here, Elijah? And he replied, I've been very zealous for the Lord God of armies, but the Israelites have abandoned your covenant, torn down your altars and killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left and they are looking for me to take my life. And what's interesting is it says later that God had, it was like 7,000, but there were other prophets, just he didn't know about them. And that caused him to basically be like, I'm done. I'm done with this. He runs up into the mountains and he hides even though he saw he's, he has seen all of these things that God has done. So having friends, having a community, something is so, so, so important. And, um, you know, I have the mama with a calling community. I would love to have you guys in there where you can see other women who are doing the same thing as you. There are, there are group coaching programs. I'm going to be having a group coaching programs. And my plan is to have multiples of these every year, a few times a year to have a group of you that get together and we just talk business and we talk life and we talk about faith and we encourage each other and put our feet to the fire to stick to our business and stay accountable and all of that, like surrounding yourself with other women who understand what you're doing, who are going to encourage you, but also love you through it. That is so, so, so important. And then the last one is constantly tweaking it, improving it and giving yourself grace. I, like I said, I'm not perfect. It's not like I never have any stress or my house is immaculate or that I'm always, you know, super mom or something. I definitely struggle with all of that, but I have all these things in my tool belt and I haven't one of the, 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 the three things that I do not stop on are the first three. So working on my mindset, reading my Bible and praying, talking to God, understanding God, all of that, those three are steady. And I think holding on to God's truths is the biggest one, because if you have the fruit of the spirit, right, if you have the spirit in you and you are resting in his peace, his love, his joy, patience, kindness, goodness, all of that, that's where you want to be. And that means every day praying about your business, praying for God to remind you of those truths and staying strong in that. And then, you know, the other things, meal planning, cleaning, and all of that, do your best, involve your family, get the course, the hot mess, the home success, if that's what you're interested in, check out Lauren's blog, um, to see more about decluttering, all of it is there are so many resources and tools out there for you. So I hope that helps. I hope that if you are planning on coming home, you'll listen to these things and not get discouraged. I mean, I know it can feel like a giant mountain of things to do. But what I really hope you'll do is you'll hear it and you'll think, okay, do I have these together? Do I have all of these things in a line? And am I working on my mindset? Am I reading my Bible? You know, am I meal planning? And if you're not, just pick one and start implementing that in your life. Whatever the easiest one is for you, whatever the the one that the either the easiest one or the one that feels like it has the most weight for you meaning like it's the thing that stresses you out the most, go there. And I would argue that that's probably going to be your mindset and reading the Bible. So listening to God's word, believing in, in what he's saying, that is just going to give you so much peace in all areas of your life. And then if you are already at home and you found yourself kind of in this, like, how can you possibly change it now that you're here? Again, just pick one and 
there is hope because that was me. I mean, I was crying in the kitchen like every day, crying, 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 lots of crying because I was so stressed and I just don't live in that place anymore. And that is a gift that I want to share with you. I want to help you get there. If you're interested in getting coaching around this, if you would like me to help you look at your life and figure out what what can I do to make things better, less stressful? What can I do to move forward in my business? What can I do to overcome this imposter syndrome? Any of that, I'd love to hop on a call with you. I'd love for you to check out my coaching options. And I'm here to support you and serve you. That's why they're there is to help you be able to get clear to move forward so that you can enjoy life because it doesn't have to be miserable. And God is calling you to something big and you have to keep pursuing your calling. So I hope you guys have a great rest of the day and I will talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to the Mama with a Calling podcast. As always, you'll find the show notes for today's episode at mamawithacalling.com slash podcast. Really quick before you head out, are you loving these episodes? To make sure this podcast gets in the ears of as many mamas as possible, please head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. And while you're there, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes. I'm going to be reading your reviews on the podcast, so I can't wait to hear from you. Also, if you know someone that needs to hear these episodes, grab a screenshot and share it on Instagram. And don't forget to tag me at Mama with a Calling so I can share it in my stories. Until next time, keep pursuing your calling.